Hello, everybody, and welcome back to American Entrepreneur, where you get to listen to real stories about entrepreneurs and the struggles they have to deal with. <laughs> uh, today, I'm here with Brie Lug of Ivory Media. How's it going? Good. How are you? Yeah, I totally messed it up. It doesn't matter. So, <laughs> so uh, let's get going. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, and uh, we'll talk a bit more from there. Yeah. So I am Brie Logue, the owner of Ivory Media. I have been on this business for five years now. I started um, after I worked retail before that, actually. So my store closed down and I was like, what am I going to do? So I was like, I'm just going to start this business that I have no idea what I'm going to do. So I figured it out. But um, So I do like websites, social media marketing, advertising, um, logo and branding design. I do lots of little things. But yeah, that's pretty much me. Awesome. So you you jumped into a random business, as you said. So what was kind of the inspiration behind that? Because starting a business often paralyzes people. They're very afraid to get out, uh, jump into it. So kind of what what led you to just jump off that ledge? Yeah. Um, I actually went to a 10X conference like right after I found out my uh, store was going to close. And uh, one of the speakers was Ty Lopez and he was like selling his course and I was like, oh, this is really cool. You know, I can totally do that. Not having any social media at the time, um, never utilizing it at all for my personal self, let alone a business. But I was like, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. This is, I can feel like this is going to be my new career. Um, so yeah, I just took a bunch of courses and I got certified. Um, not that his courses really like taught me very much. I feel like it's just like, they kind of taught me like the very basics of what social media was, but never like how to run a business at all. So I was like, Oh, I'm just gonna, you know, figure it out. So I, I honestly networking events for me was really where my business started like take off from there. Yeah. So like I said, so you go from retail kind of something people understand to jumping into starting room business. Now, this is a thing that people like to do or think is fun. Um, so as someone who's done it, how was it when you first took a step at the door into entrepreneurship compared to maybe what you thought it was going to be beforehand? Yeah. So I thought it was going to be, you know, uh, just easy, I guess <laughs> for, I guess I was very, you know, like, oh, I was like, this is going to be easy. I'm pretty, I can like pick things up really quickly. I'm going to be really good at this. Um, so no, it is not <laughs> easy and it's, you work a lot more than I did at my old job. And I worked like 50 hours a week. Uh, and, you know, now I'm like, oh, I have like no free time. In the beginning, at least, I was like, oh, I'm never, you know, I feel like I'm just constantly working all these things. So I need to like learn all the different things. Um, so I think that was the hardest part for me. It was just like, oh, now every time, like I finally, when I finally got my first client, it's like, now I have to like figure out what to do. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, getting the client, you know, was already at that point. I was like, oh, it's like the hardest part is getting the client. And then like yeah. I got the client and I'm like, cool. Like now I have to show them like results and like keep these you know, people happy because they paid me this, you know, amount of money that honestly felt like a lot, but like in reality to what I was making beforehand was not very much. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's an old joke, become an entrepreneur, trade your 40-hour work week for like a 100-hour work week because you just don't stop, right? Not and, really, yeah. yeah, and people aren't used to the trade-off. You know, you go from, you get paid hourly or whatever it is, and you just, you expect that. It's easy, you get paid, they tell you what to do, and you, there's a system in place typically if you work for even a small place, right? Mm -hmm. Um and then you go to entrepreneurship, which is the complete opposite, where you have to create everything, you have to design everything, you set your day, 
which leads into a little bit about what you had talked about kind of in the, the bio beforehand, you know, routines, habits, and keeping yourself accountable is something I think that's probably one of the hardest parts about becoming an entrepreneur is people aren't ready to hold themselves accountable and then set their own routines. How was that for you? Um, it's been it's still a journey. You see, I'm five years in now and I'm still, you know, struggling to get up on time to, you know, get my day started on the right foot. But uh, <laughs> routines and habits are definitely so important. You have to hold yourself accountable to do them because if you do not, it's so easy to get like, oh, especially when I'm working from home, like, oh, you know, the laundry needs to be done real quick. Let me just go do that. And like, oh, this client called me at nine o'clock at night. You know, I should go and do all the things that they want me to do. Like, um, you got to have boundaries and you have to have routines. Routines definitely make it easier. For, like for me, I use um, Andy Frasilla's power list. That's really my main thing. So I go through and do the five things I have to do every day. Yeah. Like those are the things that are going to push me forward, that my business is going to push forward. And then I fit in all the little things afterward. Like, you know, this client needs something. Um, yeah, I've kind of tried to fit it in afterward. And I'm a lot better with my boundaries now. Like if a client calls me, I know that if I'm doing something else, like I do not have to call them back right away. It's not yep. going to be an emergency. Um, and I have like my office hours set. So if they call me after five o'clock, most of the time, I just don't answer and I wait till the next morning. And they understand now that like this is my personal time, yeah. even though usually I'm still working and I probably will help them. But most of the time, I'm like, I try to set that expectation now. It's like I'm not always in work mode. You know, yeah. I do you have to do other things as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think that's I think there's two things there that are really fun to touch on is one, your clients respecting your time and then your family respecting your time, because those can be two completely different things. And one is considerably harder than the other. <laughs> so if you just don't answer your clients the next morning, they kind of understand like the business hours thing. Family doesn't. They don't care. You know, you're sitting there working and hey, honey, how's it going? Yeah, let's go do something and you're like i'm trying to do something done right i'm trying to work <laughs> no it's definitely hard to like so me and my husband both work from home we don't have any kids but we both work from home but we do separate things we have separate offices now um just because it's easier to kind of separate that time but yeah. it's very easy to be like oh yeah you know um you know the show came out let's watch it together and it's like no i have to do these things now and it's like we definitely have to like hold each other like no we have to get back to work and get these things done before you know we can hang out or do something yeah so what works what seems to work for you for again keeping yourself accountable um again you had set some boundaries you said you, you do have two different offices now which is kind of an answer to one of the questions but you know how are you staying accountable and kind of what are some of the tools that you have found that help that process out yeah, so I definitely have accountability partners and coaches that helps too. So you have somebody else who, you know, actually will, I'm like, this is what we're doing um, this week. You know, I need to get it done. So then you don't want to like, you know, if you tell somebody you're going to do something like, uh, you know, you're going to want to do it too. So that helps too. So we have like a, a Think, and Grow Master, Think and Grow Rich mastermind that we do yeah. that we go through and kind of hold each other accountable for that group. So that's definitely one way to do it there. Um, what was the other question again? <laughs> I don't know. This seems good. <laughs> Whatever. So from from the point you started to now, what was probably your biggest struggle? So I know we were talking about accountability, but what was it that probably smacked you in the face the hardest when it comes to entrepreneurship? Because it seemed that's what people, they jump in. They're like, I'm going to start a business. This is fun. And at some point, they run into that wall where they weren't expecting it and it puts them on their butt and they have to really consider getting back up. How did that, how was that for you? 
Or so I guess uh, losing clients was a big thing for me. So I lost a lot of clients during COVID when COVID first started. Um, so I think that was like a big thing for me. Like, oh, yeah. I'm losing, going to lose all these people. And like, this is the income I rely on every month. Um, and not being able to like, you know, fully. So I don't really do as much marketing as I used to anymore. I do a lot of networking now. That's where I get most of my clients from. Yeah. Um, so especially when like all the networking stopped too, it's like, oh, and then I lost all these clients. I think that's a big thing. It's like, oh, do I still want to do this? Uh, after you really pushed me like, oh, this is what I want to do though. So I definitely made it work and I joined, um, BNI actually helped me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard good things about BNI and bad things about BNI. It kind of depends on the person, um, different personalities, you know? So yeah, exactly. You got to find the right group for sure. Yeah. Huh. That's pretty good. Um, so I guess another good segment to jump into is working with your spouse. Cause I know you, you two different careers, different jobs. Uh, I believe you said he's also a realtor. Yeah. So I'm actually a realtor. I have my real estate yeah. license in Texas. Yeah. And we have a real estate investing company that we run together. Um, but when I first started ivory media, actually we, he was working at a, uh, he had another company, a consulting company before that. And then he actually, sold his company like a month after I started this company and we decided yeah. to work together for a little bit, um, which was really hard because, especially in the beginning, because he just, you know, he was our main source of income then because like, oh, I just, you know, lost my job essentially. So I'm going to like create this other job for myself. And I was still like, you know, just learning everything. And yep. he goes, oh, you know, I'm going to quit my job and we're going to work together on this and have no like reliable income anymore. Um, so that was really yeah. pretty scary. But that was, that was post moving to Texas, you said, right? That was post moving to Texas, yeah. Yeah, so not only have you just moved, <laughs> yeah, then you know, COVID and let's, yeah, let's just quit working, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so lots of little things. Um, but yeah, we don't work great together, we didn't work great together back then. Um, we work a lot better together now. I think we've definitely grown a lot, but I think when I first started, it definitely was way harder to. Um, I can be very stubborn and he can be very stubborn. So yeah. like, yeah, we both have very different visions of what we want the company to be. So that's when we're like, oh, he actually branched off and did his own thing. He opened um, RPM marketing for car dealerships is what ended up happening. And yeah. I kept Ivory Media and I kept working with women-owned businesses. Awesome. Yeah, because that's, that's one of the things that comes up a lot in entrepreneurship is, do you go solo? Do you have a partner? And then if you do pick a partner, I mean, this is my personal recommendation is don't pick your spouse, but that's me. <laughs> um, some people love it. Me and my spouse don't get along well to begin with, not a, let alone have a business together. <laughs> so it, uh, I can only imagine the level of stress that puts on, again, your business. And if you're not capable of keeping those separate, um, also your relationship. Exactly. Yeah, we've definitely gotten a lot better about it now. Like, um our real estate investing companies, we buy sad houses and we definitely split up the responsibilities quite a bit there too. So he does like all the marketing and the sales end of that one. And I actually like doing all the admin stuff and like actually talking to the people. Yeah. Cool. So for a brand new entrepreneur, uh, someone steps up, they want to open a business. What would you tell them to look out for first? Like what's the, what's the big piece of advice you'd give someone who wants to start a business, like I said, and has, you know, all of the the grandeur. They're like, this is going to be great. This is going to be easy. How, how will you punch them in the face? <laughs> I would say it is not easy, but do it. If you want to do it, just freaking do it. Just do it. 
that's yeah i'm gonna be a nike slogan today just do it okay like if you want to do it take the time learn the things that you want to learn and you know that's not always going to be quit your job you know and do it but you can like you know do little things at a time and then you know open it when you're ready or if it can replace your full-time income that's amazing you don't have to jump into everything like full-time right away it's awesome so i was i like to ask people what their favorite book is and just at first glance i see two copies of think and grow rich in the background yeah so (laughs) (laughs) i love think and grow rich we're doing a whole mastermind i got at least three think and grow rich ones right next to me too oh those are three of them yeah there's like the mastermind copy the action guide and like the actual oh, okay. the garage book there yeah because yeah, in the background i can see it on your shelf too that's why i yeah, had that same one, yeah. one. It's kinda, i chuckled <laughs> so <laughs> anyway so how do people learn more about you uh follow along or reach out to you of course um i'm a breed.media on pretty much everything facebook instagram i'm trying to do you know tiktok but you know feel real awkward doing it but i'm doing it that's awesome so yeah, that's all I got for today. So everyone, and that's it for American Entrepreneur. Uh, real entrepreneurship is a struggle. So take it a step at a time and grind. So until next time, everyone be good. Awesome. Thank you so much, Chris. Absolutely. Thank you.